0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice, but a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile a Syrophoenician origin she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter jesus said to her let the children be fed first for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs but she answered him sir even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs then he said to her for saying that you may go the demon has left your daughter So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, from Genesis chapter 2, we continue reading about the original creation. And here we have the creation of marriage. It begins with this radical turn, because up to this point, The original creation was good, 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 and very good. All the days of creation were that way. This is the first time we hear in the Bible that something is not good. And it's precisely not good that the man is alone. So what does God do? He leads the man, Adam, to this awakening that Adam needs others in his life. This is what's called the original solitude in Pope St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. And it's based on this notion that we're created in the image and likeness of God, who is a trinity of relationships. And we're meant to be in relationship first with God and with each other. And if we're not, there's a big hole in our heart and we feel that lack. That's what Adam felt, and this is what God is correcting. So he brings all the animals out for Adam to name in this awakening process. Adam names the animals and discovers they cannot meet his needs, intellectual, social, sexual, and biological. None of those needs are met in the animals. What does God do? He causes Adam to fall into a deep sleep. And then he takes one of his ribs and closes it up with flesh. Now that's a particular analogy, because the rib is the bone closest to the human heart, and it's meant to symbolize that marriage has this complementarity to it, this mutual dignity and equality between the man and the woman. Well, then he brings the woman to the man, and then we hear this great exclamation, this crying out by Adam, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one was taken. So from that original solitude, we now have what's called the original unity. A man and a woman come together. Complementarity to each other, filling each other's needs. And there's this nuptial meaning of the body as well. The body is very important. Adam sees Eve and knows right away instinctively that she is meant for him the body cannot be divorced from the soul to be discarded rather it is that medium through which the two are drawn together and that's very deliberate then we have this commentary therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife and they become one flesh Here we have the attributes of Christian marriage set out right in the text. This is God's understanding of marriage. Cling means there's this indissoluble nature of marriage. Cannot be separated. And then one flesh has this fidelity. And then back in Genesis chapter 1, we call to fruitful and multiply. So there's that openness to life. So there's the aspects of marriage. This becomes important in the New Testament when Jesus is challenged by the scribes and the Pharisees because they say, Moses permitted a husband to divorce his wife for any reason. What do you say? And they're trying to trap him by that question. Jesus says, what was it said in the beginning? And he points them all the way back to this particular text, prior to the fall. He quotes this text in his response to the scribes and Pharisees. And so, what is Christian marriage? A man and a woman come together and they exchange vows to live in total fidelity for the good of the couple and the procreation of children. Those are the aspects of marriage, a man and a woman who pledge lifelong partnership, total fidelity for the good of each other and the openness for new life, love and life kept together.
1: This is all an image
0: of the true marriage relationship, which is God's relationship with us. In the Old Testament, we're told that God is in a spousal relationship with Israel. God, in his relationship with us, gives himself totally, faithfully, fruitfully, and in freedom. So, with that, we realize we're in such a privileged position. God is in a marriage relationship with us, he gives himself totally. Christ dies on the cross for his bride, the church. And in that, there is fruitfulness. We are filled with the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. Now we're called to respond, which is what you're doing tonight. Because Christ is here, body, blood, soul, and divinity, our bridegroom, wanting to give himself to us in that one flesh union. When we take the Eucharist into our bodies, there is that union. And now we're called to bear fruit. God has this relationship with us total, faithful, fruitful, and free. And now we're called to bear the fruit and bring others into this relationship with us and God. Let us pray.